You're listening to The Tech Box. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 11 of The Tech Box. Uh, this afternoon I'm joined by James uh, and some of the other members of the team may be around later. They may not. That's the excitement of the thing, isn't it? How are you, James? Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. It's unusual to be talking on a Saturday afternoon, but it just works this week, so... It does. It feels a little weird to be recording on an afternoon rather than a morning or an evening, but let's go for it. It's going It's going dark very quickly, so I think it'll be evening before very long, so... Actually, yeah, it is essentially evening, isn't it? Yeah, it's going that way. The, the light is fading out there, so... Winter is upon us. Uh, where are we? About a month. Yeah, it's a month today till Christmas. So the good news is it's less than a month until the shortest day. I hate this dark time of year. I, I like the long evenings, but I think it'll yeah. be a, little, a little while before we got those again. So, how's your tech week been? Pretty quiet, I have to yeah. say. I think uh, your tech week might be slightly more eventful than mine. So, oh, I suppose I had uh, one event that I can talk about, which is uh, uh, the sort of yin to your yang, I think. Hmm. Okay, well, that sounds that sounds entertaining. So, do you want to start with that, or shall we start start with something else? Let's start with that. Go on, far away. Let's with start that. with that then. So, the much ridiculed protrusion on the rim of my iPhone 10 did annoy me to the point where I did return it. So, uh, I booked the return, which gave me an extra five days using it. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think it was on Thursday I handed it over to the news agents, and you know they have the ultra secure system at this news agents where you take it in and they say, yeah, just chuck it in the corner around the side. Yeah. Uh, you literally walk it around the corner, you chuck it on a pile of other boxes. Uh, you take a receipt, which has got absolutely no uh, connection with any of the, you know, the tracking numbers or anything like that. And it's got, kind of got a hand squiggle on it. And then you walk out having left your thousand pound phone in the corner of the shop. Yeah, I, I absolutely hate it when that happens. You just think, well, oh, God, if this, if this doesn't turn up, I'm going to be left with this bill here. But it, yeah. it hasn't happened yet, but it, I always think it might do. So I've got my fingers crossed for that. But otherwise... The iPhone X has been returned, but this will be a good test, actually, because I am still keen to get a replacement. So uh, I've been checking occasionally. I woke up this morning at six o'clock and I realised that I need to wake up at five minutes to six because at six o'clock, my brain is not quick enough Mm. to navigate the application to actually buy uh, a phone. So I woke up this morning, went on the app. There was... uh, seemed to be availability of the 256 white. Mm. I thought, well, I was going to go for 64 because those seem to be the only ones that are coming into stock at the moment, but there's a 256 there, I'll go for that. Clicked it. By the time I went to check out, uh, it wasn't available anymore. I went back to the beginning. I said, fair enough, I'll get a 64 gig one. And uh. they had sold out as well. So, uh, And this is for all of... I do it for the whole London area, including Reading. Yeah. Mm. And so uh, after about five minutes, there was nothing left. It was only the black ones, uh, which... Didn't fancy, I really want the white one. So I thought, okay, I'll try again. So I'll try again tomorrow morning and uh, maybe I'll be trying again next Saturday as well. For some reason, uh, I don't really want to get up at six in the week because I normally get up at seven. I don't want to sort of disturb, you know, take an hour off my sleeping pattern. Whereas at least on the weekend, I can <laughs> normally get back to sleep. There's an interesting opposite side to that story as well. But carry on. So you, you basically are now, now iPhone tenless. I am iPhone tenless. I've gone back into the 7 Plus, which now feels massive. And yeah. mm. I'm, I've got some fantastic photos from my 7 Plus, but uh, compared to the iPhone 10 and compared to the Pixel 2 camera, it is unfortunately markedly less good. So I am, mm. Mm. yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, 
to be fair, I'm sure that in a, a scenario where I actually want the photo, because I'm just doing test shots here, here, there and everywhere and, you know, landscapes yeah. with no one in and all the rest of it. But I'm sure when it if, it, if I was using it in a social uh, scenario where the photos would count, that they would be absolutely good enough. But um, it is impressive. The Pixel 2 you know, what it can get out of that sensor using all of its software prowess is just unbelievable. And so mm. I've been playing about with that this week in lieu of my iPhone 10. But fear not, I am keen to get my hands on one, as uh, I'm sure a few other people in uh, the tech box community are. I'm surprised you didn't arrange an exchange rather than send that one back and, and wait for a new one. Now, what was my reasoning for... Uh, oh, I think the thing about the exchange was last time I... Um, sent something back to apple to get uh replaced they sent it back to me saying no there's nothing wrong with it um this oh. was this getting my screen fixed on the iphone 6 so i just didn't want to get into the hassle of it i thought oh, well yeah. I'll, when, whenever you say return you know it's a it is completely no hassle they don't quiz you as to why you're returning it um and so i just thought okay just return it and then just buy a new one uh, i was even thinking of getting apple care plus and getting it replaced under that but then you're probably losing one of your lives on your cover. So I thought the easiest thing to do is just send it back. Start again. Hmm. Get the money back, start again, get a new one, and then, you know, top that up with Apple Care Plus or whatever as I see fit. I still don't know whether I'm going to do Apple Care Plus or not, but um, I think it might depend on whether I get a 64 or 256. Crazy as that might sound, I might use the additional money Um for the Apple Care Plus on the 64 gig. Well, it, it sounds really, James, like it's, although we were going to do this in a different order, like it's time to, for you to serve me a large dish of humble pie, isn't it? Well, it's good to see that uh, bullying and peer pressure <laughs> can pay off. And that is always good to see. <laughs> it's really funny. Yes, folks, it's true. I've got an iPhone 10. Um, Actually, it wasn't so much you and and Kev um, as as another podcast. Uh, one of the only only two podcasts from America I listen to the the great podcast from Matt Miller and Kevin Tofel. Yes, and, and both of them have have got an iPhone ten over the last two or three weeks. And uh, while I was away on holiday, I, I got really behind with podcasts and. One that I got behind with was theirs, and the result was that when I went down to work in in Milton Keynes last week, I was there for three days. I listened to their podcast one a day for th- for uh, well, in fact, two one day. So I listened to the, the four episodes I was behind, and then was very disgruntled to see they're having this week off for Thanksgiving. But they were, we'll let them off. Um, but yeah. they were both going on the whole time about the iPhone 10, and, and Matt in particular is a bit of an iOS sceptic, and he was going, well, I just can't see why, why I'm ever going to want anything else. Now, I know that, that Matt, who is a tremendously nice guy, is is guaranteed to, to get rid of it presently, but but the degree to which he completely capitulated sort of got me intrigued, and and I thought, well, I've been and looked at this in the shops lots of times, but it's always been in a clamp, and, and yeah. I don't, don't really know where it, where it was. But in fact, just before these podcasts, so about uh, just bef- just before we were talking about last week, um, I'd actually got to hold one for the first time, and and of course the experience of actually holding the thing is is quite yeah. different from when they're in the class. And I, I just thought, wow, this is just such a thing of beauty. And and, and what I realised was, I kept waking up at about twenty to six in the morning, and every morning I was looking to see if there was a, a an iPhone available in my local store. Uh, and and actually, since I came back from holiday, there hasn't been a single day on which it was available in my local store. That yeah. is until Black Friday, when yeah. when there were God knows how many in the store yeah. because because it was still available at half past six in the morning. So so I gave in and, and I ordered one. And, and and that did turn out to be a little bit of a 
uh, uh, traumatic event because what I wanted to do was to order one on the iPhone upgrade program, and that, that's partly for cash flow purposes, but it's it's also because you get the Apple Care included, um, and it's also because the last two years in a row, the only phone I've kept for a whole year has been the iPhone. Everything else has yeah. been got in and swapped out and got in and swapped out. And I thought, well, actually, I can see this makes some sense. There's a certain element of insurance in it. It avoids the big outlay. Um, and we won't talk about how much I'm going to end up losing on the 8 Plus. Um, so I, I discovered at this point that I'd just spent a grand, and worse still, like the card on my Apple account has a statement date of today, and this was yesterday. <laughs> so, so I went in to collect it and explained it all to them, and they were very good and said, yeah, we can refund that and start the whole thing afresh. So I'm just hoping that the refund hits the, hits the cost, otherwise it's going to be an even more bleak Christmas than, than it was looking like it might be. So which iPhone's been up to, upgraded then? Because presumably the it's too quick for the eight plus to be upgraded. No, 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 no. Andy. I couldn't, I couldn't upgrade the eight eight plus. No, I, I wanted to get onto the upgrade program. That's the thing. Oh, okay. Because because what's actually happened to me is that the last four launches I've managed to be abroad every time. So yeah, I was in Spain two years, and then this year I thought, well, I'm actually quite safe here because um, you know the, I'm not actually going abroad until the end of October. So we all know what happened. Uh, and and I was in Athens when the uh, the launch took place, and uh, I sat there trying to get into the Apple Store, and sure enough, it took till twenty past eight to get the store open, um, and and of course I couldn't, as a result, get anything ordered. But yeah. anyway, to to go back to yesterday, they they got loads in there, and when I went in, the store was absolutely seething, and it wasn't yeah. because it was Black Friday; it was because they'd had I think something like fifty or sixty. Uh, and they were going, we haven't had any before. And I, out of curiosity, I, I, I was up early again this morning. I seem to have got into this rut of waking at quarter to six. Uh, and out of curiosity, I thought I'd, I'd have a look. I was pretty careful not to order another one. Um, and I hadn't got any at all. No availability. Yeah. And, and, Did you and say fact, that they hadn't had any before? Because they must have had it on the launch day. They must have had some on the launch day, but I wasn't in the UK on the launch day. But, yeah. but w- once I came back, which was about the sixth, okay. yeah, the launch day was on so like the third. I thought it? you said that the shop had said that they hadn't had any. No, no, no. no just, just when you've Check. They haven't I just mean I, I, yeah, I check check pretty religiously uh, for yeah. a fortnight or more, and that and the words. So anyway, I thought, well, I'd better, I'd better go do it. So I, I went and got it, and yeah, of course, I think it's lovely. I, I, I am a bit frustrated that when I got back home and, and ordered a case for it, um, Amazon, of course, it's Black Friday, isn't it? So they yeah. can't, they can't deliver it till Tuesday, so it won't be going out of the house until Tuesday, and it won't be having my main sim in it till Tuesday. Um, Although I did get something that I ordered from Amazon yesterday, I said it wouldn't turn up till Monday, and it turned up today, so that was quite good. Yeah, well, that, that might happen. I'll, I'll check yeah. that. And, and, and before I left the store, I got them to put one of their um, Belkin screen protectors on it because, um, yes, it's far too expensive a way of buying a Belkin screen protector, but actually I think what you're paying for is is the fact that it fits perfectly. Yeah. And, and, that, and actually it was quite interesting. The first time the, the guy did it, he managed to trap two air bubbles under it, and his response was, oh, that's not, that's not good enough. I'll refund that and, and, and get another one. So, so I've, yeah. probably got, I've probably got two Belkin screen protectors and a refund going through my card account as well. If, I, if it actually works out right this month, it'll be a small miracle. But, but the result is that I've now got an iPhone 10 with a, a, a really decent glass screen protector on it that, that fits perfectly, has no bubbles and whatever. Excellent. And presently, it will have a nice case on it that will stop the back being all bashed about. Um, so, so yeah, then I'll be ready to go. So I'm, I'm kind of itching to use some of the features, but meanwhile, I'm I'm doing all the exciting things like setting up apps and putting in passwords and whatever. On mm. which topic? On which topic? I use LastPass, and and that that yes. basically provides you with all the passwords and things using the share sheet. That is the one part of the interface that has defeated me. I can't work out to get the share sheet. Um. 
I've never used LastPass like that. Yeah. Well, how do you use it on an iPhone? I flip between the apps and do oh, a copy do and paste. Way. Right, because there is, there is a way that you can do it. Um, you, you, you basically, on, on, a, on the 8, you flick up to get the share sheet, press LastPass, and it, it enters it automatically. But, but I can't work out how to get the share sheet, so that's that's my next thing to fiddle mm. with. But that said, I mean, it's only yesterday. so And it, it is rather N90, isn't it? Yeah, so it's just when you hold it in your hand and you realise the build quality and the the weight, it's just gorgeous, isn't it? Yes, yes. Well, they are. I tried, didn't I, folks? Yeah, and, tried and, to resist, and 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 I failed um, fairly comprehensively. And and my holiday has cost me rather a lot more because I'm now going to lose a load on getting rid of this eight, <laughs> eight plus as well. Yes, but it's, you know. it's interesting you mentioned uh, Black Friday because I checked. Um, for availability in London on uh, Friday, and they didn't have any white ones, but the black ones were in stock until yeah. mid morning, so half yeah, eleven ish. Yeah, I mean that's the same thing. They, they only had black ones uh, in either Birmingham or, or Solihull stores, and and actually I was originally going to get a white one, but I'm not that fussed. By the, by the time it's gone in the case, yeah, it's this is what I've started to start thinking today is whether I can uh, whether I just go for black because the black one is nice in its own way I mean it has that sort of smoky stainless steel effect which is rather nice and I was listening to one podcast uh, I can't remember which one it was it's the one where they just give the hints and tips on Macs uh, and iPhones and they had uh, a photographer on there and his case for the black one was if you're taking a photo against glass, then on the white one, you're going to see the glass back. On yeah, the, the old linear 1020 problem. Or, yeah, exactly. Or worse yeah. than 920. I mean, the, or, or the, um, it was the 930, wasn't it? That was fluorescent orange. That was yes, just, a, yeah, yeah. just quite amazing. But um, but yeah, so so all of those. So that did make me think maybe I don't need the white one and maybe there are, there are some advantages to the black one. So there you go. So you're, you're happy with it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, I've got a sixty-four because, as as we were saying with Kev last week, you know, yeah, actually, you can pay for a streaming service out of what you save on buying the bigger one. And besides, um, you know, I, I have these this data tariff with thirty gigabytes of data on it, and I usually use about four. Yeah. Well, that seems a bit silly, doesn't it? Really, and and it's because when I go away, I want to basically be able to rely on on four uh, G data because we've all been bitten by hotel Wi Fi. I mean, I, I had some in Athens that yeah, it was brilliant Wi Fi, and um, uh, speed test basically reported a, a, an upload and download speed of zero. <laughs> it literally wouldn't do anything except emails. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, I use, you know, when I'm away for a fortnight, I do tend to use quite a lot of four G, but it. I just thought, well, I'm going to, I'm going to sort of embrace the future and, and try and try and go the way that, that actually we really are supposed to be going. So I've got uh, iCloud is is all tooled up, and, and I'm using Spotify, and well, we'll see how it goes. You know, it, it, it's an interesting experiment. So, so I, I have capitulated, and, and and my humble pie is being served up, and um, excellent. And, and I'm just surprised, really, to have had less stick about it. In fact, on 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 Twitter, I've only actually had one person mention it. So, uh, so well, there you go. We could all accept it as inevitable. You know, getting sucked into the iPhone 10 is an inevitability. I was completely convinced I actually succeeded in, in not doing. But but to go back to a comment you made earlier, when when I now pick up the eight plus, gosh, doesn't it seem big? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely huge. What a what a big bulky device. Why would you yeah. ever want to have have something like that? But so you do, you do notice the screen is wider though, don't you? So you sort of yeah, you do. It, I mean, it is. It, it's very interesting, isn't it? Because it, it, yeah, the screen is is is, is noticeably wider, but I don't, I don't think it actually matters. It's the same 
uh, ironically, it's the same conclusion that, that um, Samsung and LG have come to, that in fact, taller and narrower works yeah. fine, because you can yeah. just use it landscape when you want to do that. Um, the other big scepticism I had for it was Face ID. Um, well, all, right. all I can really say is, yeah, I was, I've was. i never had uh, any sort of optical recognition system that worked remotely well. Um, yeah. It's it's quite incredible, isn't it? Um, yeah, and that was another thing. Matt Miller was going about, you know, just sort of look at. I mean, sort of just don't now sort of lean towards it, and it, it opens up and unlocks. Quite amazing. Um, yeah. Hopefully, it's as secure as they they maintain it is, but I don't see why it wouldn't be. So, so anyway, so one one half of my my um my phone stable is is going to be the iPhone ten, um and and the other one I had a near miss this week with a, a Pixel two XL. Which um which is currently on its way to to our good friend Rich up in Yorkshire and 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 his two is on its way down to me which is quite a, an amusing one. The Pixel Two XL was what you were waiting for the last time we spoke, isn't it? And you weren't you weren't fussed with it. It was more a case of Rich really wanted the bigger one, and um I I'd been out and bought the uh, the iPhone Ten, and what I'm really interested in is the camera. Um, yeah, and that's that's partly because of my experience with the U11 using the Google yeah. camera. Now, now I, I sort of said to Rich, you know, one of the things that I do, I do wonder is whether the um, the Pixel Two is effectively the U11 slightly recased and rebadged. Uh, in which case, um, I don't think there'll be much an improvement. But on the other hand, it's supposed to have this dedicated chip in it that they haven't enabled yet. Um, I know that uh, I like HTC's build quality and screens and whatever. So Rich was basically making me a, um, not an offer I couldn't refuse, but we, we were just talking about it, and it, it just seemed the obvious thing to do because uh, um, you know he he really does want the bigger one, and I'm not really too fussed about it. I mean, as far as I can gather, it's about the same size as the as the U11. Well, that's fine. I get I'm fine with that. So so I'm going to end up with pretty much the same combination of phones as you, which is yeah deeply humiliating. Yeah, of course. Pixel two and the uh, uh, iPhone ten. That's a pretty good combo. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think to be honest, it probably is. And, and of course, uh, I haven't been totally straight because I do have three sims. And and the third thing is currently in a Note 8. Well, I think between the Note 8 and the Pixel 2 and the iPhone 10, well, of course, we all know that it'd be totally trumped by the Lumia 950, but apart from that, uh, I think it's a You've pretty good You've got all your photography uh, covered, haven't you, there? Uh, well, all I need now is the ability to take a half-decent photograph. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, there's not, there's not much not covered there. I mean, you know, unless you're going to start looking at um, a proper camera, yeah. as, far as, as far as a phone goes... Um, I think you're pretty much there. I mean, I I I I've just sold a G6, and the reason is I I thought well the G6 would be quite good, the wide angle lens and whatever, but I I discovered that the the Google camera is so good at, at stitching a, a small panorama together that you effectively can do a wide angle photo with that anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm not such sure. I'm still tempted with the G6, you know. No, if only you'd said. Yeah. But I want the um the plus with the 128 gig and the wireless yeah. charging. It's great so to I, have wireless charging back on, on any phone and yeah, having that yeah, working on the iPhone X is great. That's really irritating, isn't it, that they've taken it off the um off the Pixel. Yeah. But it'll be back. I, I, I'm pretty uh, confident. Yeah, next now Pixel that, have it, that, yeah. Or or you do what, what Mark Peters has done and get a plug in um yeah, a plug in case, thing. yeah. But then but then of course you you you've basically blocked off the sockets at the bottom, haven't you? So you you're gonna constantly have the question of yeah. plugging and unplugging and will it will it be okay? But this um, is the crazy thing, isn't it? With um, the iPhone bringing back wireless charging, and you can bet your bottom dollar that every flagship next year will have wireless charging. So they should. If, the, 
if they put a headphone jack back in the iPhone, which I know they never would, but then you'd start to see that coming back. I'm sure of it. You'd start to see that coming back into all the phones. This is yeah. So as much as all the Android manufacturers can try and differentiate themselves and say, oh, no, we're not just following uh, Apple, you just bet your bottom dollar that if they if they did that, they would follow just in the way that they will, will follow putting wireless charging into all the flagships now. Yeah, and I think it's a real shame that Apple didn't do it sooner, really. And 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 well, we'll see how it pans out. I, yeah, I I, 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 you know, I do like Apple Kit, but then actually, I quite like most most things. I mean, I've still got a Lumia nine fifty XL here, and actually, in some ways, it's a very nice piece of kit. In other ways, they cut stupid corners that that undermined it. And of course, on top of all that, it's running an OS which. Well, it had a lot of potential, but it, given that Microsoft themselves wouldn't support it, it's pretty hard to see why they thought anybody else would. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting you say talk about cutting corners. I noticed one, I think one of the observations that I had with the Pixel 2, and I'm not sure what the, your thoughts were on the XL, was that the um, vibration motor, the sort of haptic experience, was really good. It was nice and tight. Um, so when you were typing, it felt good. Obviously, the one in the uh, iPhones has been really good for the last couple of years. You only have to yeah. play about with the uh, time selector and the date selector, and you get that lovely effect of it, uh, like clunking through gears. It's absolutely wonderful. And I know I had a quick play on the OnePlus 5T during the week, uh, oh, yeah. and I, I noticed that the haptic if I want to call it the haptic engine, but it's not, that's kind of grandizing it. I think, you know, the vibrator in that is quite twangy and mm. um, echoey, which I think is one area where sometimes phone companies do cut the pennies. Yeah, but yeah, talking of the five, talking the 5T, that has got a fantastic um, face unlock, albeit without the level of security that you've got on the iPhone, but it's mm-hmm. super, super quick. And I would be perfectly happy with that. The fact that a thief, a thief or a thief couldn't mm-hmm. steal my phone and unlock it with a, you know, a photocopy of my face doesn't really concern me that much, uh, especially as they can't access the banking apps unless you have got the fingerprint, etc. But just to unlock the phone, I'm quite happy with a, a slightly less secure uh, mechanism if that means that i can have it on uh you know any old android phone without um you know having a lot of sensors expensive sensors up there yeah yeah i mean i mean that's another thing about the the um iphone 10 I, I haven't even been remotely bothered by the notch have you no I, oh. the one thing that i do do is that i i've noticed that i do tend to read articles of news and things up in that top area for some reason that seems to be where uh, on a screen, I tend to end up reading in the sort of top half. Don't know why. That's just oh, that's kind in, of that's, it, that's interesting, isn't it? So I, I do read in and about up there with the notch, but it still doesn't bother me. The speed of the unlock on the iPhone 10 is just astonishing, isn't it? Yeah, it it, it, it actually does sometimes seem like it's unlocked before you've even looked at it. Yeah, uh, uh, how they how they've done that? Well, I, I I tell you what I think about this actually. I I, I, I have a that's an idea, a fairly controversial idea that I was going to float on one of these shows, which is that I think think that um, Apple's industrial design has been a bit lacking of late. Um, you know, the, the sort of business where they use USB-C in their laptops and they provide you with a three and a half millimeter jack socket in their laptops, but in yeah. their phones you've got to use lightning, and yeah. and it, it's it's sort of badly planned and badly handled. But what I was going to say was I thought that their single p- best piece of industrial design were AirPods. Now, now I've got to say I took a bath on AirPods as well because I, I, 
I jumped gleefully onto the, these things are ridiculous bandwagon and now I couldn't live without them because the thing about AirPods that you don't really appreciate is is the genius of the way that they recharge. Um, and and I think some people they work well for and others they don't. I mean, they fit in my ears really, really well. You know, I can, uh, shake, shake, I can shake my head and they don't move an inch. Yeah. Um, I know some people they don't work for. Um, but but then on the other hand, the the the, um, the, the wired um, earpods are just about the only only earphones that sit comfortably in my ears anyway. I, I hate these ones with with the sort of rubber grommets and uh, overhead ones I'm not a great fan of. I've got some on now and they're okay, but I don't really like the way that everything else is excluded. But the AirPods work brilliantly for me. So I was going to say I think that's their best piece of design, but actually I think the 10 yeah. is is the first time in a good while Apple have come out with some truly stunning industrial design. I mean, yeah. It really, really is quite something, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I know when I first got the S8 Plus, that, that wowed me, and it still is a fairly wow device. Um and this is a wow device. They're not really directly comparable in some ways, but but the things about this that I really love are done so well. It, it is typical Apple in that score that they've they've really put a lot of effort into to that bit of the design, and and it shows. You know, it, it, I would love to be putting my main sim in this now and wandering around with it, but I'm I'm, I'm not going to, especially since I, I noticed Dave saying that he's got micro scratches on his his already. Um, which uh, that would just freak me out. So I don't want a phone with micro scratches if I if I can avoid it. I mean, yeah. you can't can't completely. But so you're recreating my uh, lost weekend with the iPhone X, just sort of cradling it around the house and not daring sort of, to take yeah. it out of the house. Yeah, Excellent. yeah, yeah. That's that's basically that's basically it, really. Um, in between doing some boring work and whatever, that is exactly what I've been been doing. Is sort of I've set it all up and and got used to what it does. I can't find the share sheet, but I'm sure I'll work that one out presently. That's just a case of um. Of playing with it a bit more, um, but I just th- I just think it's a lovely device. It, 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 you know, it, it really is. I, I I'm really looking forward to trying out the camera. What's it like in low light? Presuming it's pretty good in low light. It's pretty good. Yeah, it does. Mm. It's not. It doesn't seem to get that. Uh, you know, that slightly blown up kind of HDR look that you get from the Pixel Two, but you get a nice natural look from the uh, from the sensor. The Google camera is just astonishing, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It's, um, you know, it, 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 I don't know what they've done. I mean, they're obviously leveraging all the photos everybody's ever uploaded to Google yeah. um, to establish what things are. I mean, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the way it's identifying where pictures are that I took sort of several years ago or, or you know, 30 years ago before we actually had film cameras. Yes. Um, and, and it's quite remarkable. It's still doing that. It's still finding the locations for places. Yeah, so it's, it's quite uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. So the uh, the zoom is noticeably better on the ten. I've found as well. So you can really feel. You know, sometimes when you're sort of you've got a phone and you go, "Oh yeah, I can notice the OIS here," and you can do that on the zoom now as well. So uh, that does make a difference. That does brighten up those zoomed uh, images. I, I just I just think the whole thing is quite stunning. It really is really is superb. Okay. Should we draw a line under the 10 there and move on to your uh, TV escapades and then maybe... Yeah, let's, let's move on to them. So, um, well, I, I just really wanted to do a sort of a, 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 a bit of interesting news, but a public thank you as well, really. Um, in September, my grandchildren were coming over to stay from Norway and uh, they were due on, I think it was the Saturday. And on the Thursday, switched on the telly and had double images everywhere. You know, there was massive massive ghosting it was impossible to to actually uh, work out quite what was going on you couldn't see anything and tried tried resetting it and, and whatever else um and um it it, it just it, we couldn't put it right at all there was no no way of doing that 
Um, and so I basically sort of said, anybody got any bright ideas? And John sent me a, a, a link to a YouTube video of a guy who who had fixed one. And and I sort of thought, well, I'll bookmark that. There's no way I can do anything about that before before Saturday. So went out and bought an emergency new telly. Um, and last week I had a few hours peace and quiet, so I, I got the, the YouTube video out and worked my way through it. And it, it involved basically um, unscrewing about 40 screws and taking layers off of the telly and reducing it to its bits, which is always a little bit nerve-wracking, but, but I figured that it was going down the tip if I didn't manage to fix it. Uh, so, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Anyway, yeah. the interesting thing about all of this was... The fix is really bizarre, and I can't work out how it works, but you basically get down to a particular component, and then you put a piece of sellotape over this component that's about three millimetres by four millimetres, and then you stick the component back in, screw the whole lot back together, and switch it on, and it works. And it does. I can't, it, that is weird. It is, it is truly unbelievable that, that what I'm sure somebody would charge you a small fortune for basically fix the fix the ghosting in one go you know so it, what's the exact model of the tv so that i can picture it oh gosh um well that's or, a good question I'll or just make and rough well type. It's, a, it's a samsung um well it's a, it's a samsung uh, led tv i think okay so so flat it, screen because yeah it, yeah flat screen about a, about a 40 inch something like that um, in fact, I think about it, it was one of these sort of 3D TVs, and we never never did use the 3D glasses, I mean, it just, just doesn't work if you don't have very good eyes, but but it, 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 it's a bizarre fix, but you know, literally, tiny piece of sellotape, sort of quarter the size of your fingernail, um, and, and it worked first time. So Weird, what, isn't it? Say? Is that yeah. something to do with, like, static or something? I can't... Well, I, I think it was basically blanking off a couple of pins on a, um, a big connector. Because effectively what you did was you you got it down to this connector and then put the tape over one corner of it, squeezed the connector back into its socket and screwed everything back together. And, ah. and, and so basically every time you screwed a new new bit back on, you powered it back up, which of course ignores all the warnings about don't stick the power cable in without that being on. Um, and you see what the picture's like, uh, and the other picture's okay, so you switch it back off again, screw the next bit back on, and eventually of course it's all back together. So it took me about two hours in all. Um, but the result is, instead of having a, a totally useless telly, I now have a spare 40-inch telly, which um, probably is going to get transported to the bedroom, which has got a, a fairly elderly 28-inch telly. So that should be quite a nice upgrade, really. Yeah, really fantastic. Quite, really quite chuffed with that. So, so thanks, thanks to John for finding the um, the YouTube video. And uh, once I had the chance to be a bit patient and, and do it, it's, it's one of those things you wouldn't want to do it unless you got quiet and a couple of hours to to actually tinker with the thing yeah. and, and see how it went. But um, but yeah, it, it worked really well. So I was going to say, my sister's got a TV that is broken down, and I've sort of pointed her in the right direction for some spares. But I guess I could uh, maybe go around and help her and try and resurrect that as well. Because you've given uh, a little bit of inspiration there. Well, I, 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 honestly, I, I'm I don't think I'm the greatest at figuring that sort of thing, but I can follow instructions methodically and slowly. So whether it's Linux coding or rebuilding tellies, I can do it. And I'm, I'm, yeah, you, you need to be patient. Um, but I, I looked at this video and I thought, well, I'm sure I'm capable of doing that. Um, at the same time, it seems a bit unlikely, but you know, you've just seen a film of something apparently happening. So I thought, well, it's either going down the tip or I spend a bit of time trying to fix it. So that's what yeah. I did and, yeah. and it was just fine. Yep, yeah, I failed to um, 
repair many things but uh, I remember I repaired a computer monitor once by taking it apart having you know scratching my head and then just replacing the fuse that was staring at me and that uh, fixed it so you never know give it a go uh, it's sometimes always, always you can very satisfying, things. isn't it when, when yeah. something like that actually works because they, yeah. they very often don't but um, yeah but exactly, when they do yeah, yeah they're, they're very good so so there we go so that's the little escapade but I did think that really should do a big shout out to John and um Folks, if anybody's got a problem with their TV, just uh, just send John a message, and I'm sure he'll come up with a solution for you. Yeah, uh, or, fantastic. Or, or alternatively, have a look on YouTube first, because um, you know, I mean, it, the, the particular one's called "How to Fix Samsung Double TV Image Black Vertical Lines," uh, and it worked. Yeah, worked like a charm. The the model on the the video is very slightly different from the model I've got. When you get inside, the, the one of the panels is different, but. You just sort of look at it and think, well, everything else looks the same. So yeah. proceed, on, proceed on the same lines and see what happens. And, and okay, yeah, it, brilliant. It was, it was great. So there you go. It is possible to fix this advanced technology with a tiny little bit of sticky tape. Sometimes, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that was good. So that that was, I guess, probably my week in tech this week. It's been, been a rather more interesting week than I expected it was going to be. But, um, but yeah, So you, you've got on. one bargain... In inverted commas uh, on Black Friday. Uh, any anything else taken your fancy? Because uh, I've, I mean, I did. As I said, I got a uh, a blue a four K Blu Ray that was um, on sale uh, on Black Friday, and I, I did punt for that. But I haven't been tempted with anything else. Has anything tempted you? No, not really. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think this is all better before they made it so big. You know, it's a bit like the Amazon Lightning sales used to be, where you you've got there are ten items on Lightning sale today. And yeah, it'd be, worth, it'd be worth looking. But now what they do is there's they so put many, the items yeah. up every couple of hours, and there's four hundred yeah. of them. I just I don't know. I'm, I, it's not I can't be bothered to do it, but unless I'm actually looking for something, I, I tend to ignore them because you can spend so much time looking for bargains that yeah. you know it's it's just a non-starter. So so I mean this year, um, no, I, I spent quite enough time. Getting, getting this iPhone and getting it all sorted out and, and whatever, and I thought well, that's 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 one bargain enough for this year. But but to be honest, there's nothing I'm really particularly looking for at the moment. Um, you know, uh, mostly be presents for other people, I guess. Um, work work wise, fortunately, I'm very busy. Um, I'm lucky enough to have the phone that I want and a, and a reasonably new laptop. Um, the Telio, unfortunately, had to be replaced in September. So really, yeah, you know, you start to sort of think, well. There's nothing that leapt out at me. If, if, if I'd been looking for something, I would have sort of had, had it uh, checking a few things and put them in a wish list or whatever. But no, not really. I think an awful lot of people I know have been the same this year. So yeah. I mean, quite a few people on Twitter are sort of saying, well, you know, I bought nothing on Black Friday. Well, I could have just said me too, really. Yeah. I mean, I think once you've bought your uh, Fire 7-inch tablet for £30, and then never used it for a couple of years, then there's nothing too much more to go for, is there? No, no, not really. It's um... although no, I have to, no. I do have to say though that um, if you haven't got a Fire tablet or you haven't got a Fire streaming stick, then they are great prices today and yeah. uh, over the weekend. And, yeah, they certainly um, are, aren't they? There is a couple. There's been a couple of things on there that I've I have previously bought in the year and are you know twenty quid off. 30 yeah. quid off so there's, there's some stuff on there but it, you're right you do have to wade through a whole lot of stuff to get to anything decent yeah i think that's the trouble it's 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 like a lot of these things there is so much on there unless you're prepared to spend the time having a really good look at it um well um you know it, it, the effort doesn't really usually repay you unless there's something you actually want in fact i'm telling, yeah. I'm telling a small fib there is something i got 
uh, and that was thanks to um, to Gavin actually who put a link up which I duly clicked on. Um, I needed a, a renewal for Office 365 because Office 365 is an annual subscription and mine runs out the beginning of January so I got 20 quid off that so that was worth having. Yeah, it's um, worth having, yeah. But, yeah, that's about all really. I noticed that exciting. Curry's were doing a couple of hundred quid off iMacs and oh, right, yeah. getting big money off any Apple kit is obviously normally a bit of a special occasion. So that kind of, it did half tempt me to go for uh, one of these 5K iMacs uh, Mm -hmm. because I worked out that with my um, employee money off scheme, I could end up getting a 5K iMac for 1,400 quid. I wish I had an employee scheme like that. Yes, one of the benefits of working for a big company. Um, yeah. So yeah, this this was that, that's kind. Of, I haven't gone for it, but that's that's tempting. But then I do like to have uh, both a PC and a Mac connected to my monitor in uh, my study. So at the moment, I'm on my Mac uh, yeah. recording this uh, podcast, but I can also use a KVM and just switch over to using a PC or you know another box that I might have up here. So this all sounds very familiar. That's exactly exactly what I do. And I, yeah. I'm currently recording this on my PC. <laughs> yeah. And so so for that reason I don't have uh an iMac because you unlike some of the historical models you can no longer use any old iMac as a monitor which would be no. the best solution. No, that's that's right. I mean, I I I now have a Mac Mini, um, which actually has a, a couple of screens, and that's attached to a KVM, uh, and and then I've got a, a PC sitting around the back of it, which, to be honest, actually is suffering from it keeps forgetting the screen arrangement. So I might have to look at something a little little different from that in in, mm. in due course. But basically, you you set up all of the monitors quite happily, um, and then the next time you reboot it, it forgets the, the monitor setup at all, and basically doesn't work. So. Um, but when it works, it's really impressive. The amount of flick from the one to the other is uh, is really good. So it just needs a bit of investment in time sorting it out, I guess. I shouldn't go fixing televisions. Yeah. So we've got the same phone set up. We've got the same uh, PC set up. This is good. Yeah, but don't worry. I've only got a cash car. I haven't got a nice car like you have. Well, this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't have everything, can you? Anything else to talk about? I, I think that's probably about it. Now, now this is the point where we, we hand over to the others, isn't it, really? It is. So we'll hand over to uh, the second relay team. Yeah, the second relay team. And, and I guess we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time near Christmas. And um been good to chat, James. Thank you very much. Yeah, for, great stuff. Finding a bit of time this afternoon. And um, see you again presently. Yeah, see you soon. Cheers, Richard. Bye now. So over to me, I guess, then. Uh, our scheduling conflict... Uh, didn't enable me to join in the main show, but I am here with James. Hello, James. Hello again. Here to continue. Yeah, is this like a whole back to the future sort of thing? Because you've just jumped from one week to the next. I have a little bit. So we've had uh, a gap of just under a week. Oh, you're giving away all the magic. Yeah. You're giving away all the magic. We could have pretended we did this before. Yeah, or walked from one room to the other. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, no, so thank you, Richard. Um, I will probably hear what you've said in the edit, so uh, I can imagine it's all iPhone X or ten related stuff. Indeed, he did uh, cave, and he's now uh, with iPhone X. I was going to say, he didn't get one, though, did he? He was never going to get one. It's not for him. Well, that was the case, but that's not now the case. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll let Richard follow up on that on the uh, next podcast, because I, I, I hear rumblings there may be further developments. Possibly, yeah, possibly. But... 
but we'll, we'll save that for another show even though this is another show but it's not it's all one anyway i'm confused um one other theme that we had was uh broken tvs so you could start with broken tvs yeah so mine's broken james it's obviously the season for breaking tvs well who would know that running a television with a full backlight for four years would eventually cause it to blow mm. um i am in the process of troubleshooting it i have bought every single main board inside the telly and there's only three Right. Cheaply off eBay to try and fix what is wrong with it. However, I think all my efforts are in vain because when they come, I'm pretty sure I've blown an LED, which sort of fits to my symptoms of having no backlight and the fact that I did run it at full brightness for four years. Okay, so talk me through the symptoms then. So it's been patchy. It started off intermittently just turning itself off. So I'd get a call from the wife uh, the telly won't turn on, the standby light's flashing twice. Uh, so I went home from work on an evening and I turned it on and it worked fine. And uh, this repeated for two days, so I just thought it was her being her. Uh, but indeed, I have actually w since witnessed the symptoms. And if you actually shine a torch on the screen, you can see that the screen is actually on. And from what I'm led to believe, um, it, it, the way LED TVs are made up are there's strips of LEDs behind the television. So there might be six, for instance, with about eight LEDs on. So six rows of about eight LEDs okay. in, in strips. And all, and they're wired, wait for this, in series. So if one fails, they all fail. Really? Yep. So what happens is the telly sends power. You can tell I've researched this. Yeah. and I've had the multimeter out that I got for £2 off Banggood. But effectively what happens is the power supply supplies power to the television panel, and also to the LED backlight, which is the driver. So the it, it start it powers up. It sends a signal or sends power to the LEDs. It f sees that there's a short because they're all wired in series, and it won't light any of them. And then it reports back to the main board that well that basically it's, it can't fire up the LEDs, and it flashes a standby light at you. But the TV is still on behind it. But literally. They're all in series, and it, it seems to be common across all televisions that if one backlight, if even if one LED in that chain breaks, then none of them will power on. And I take it that the LEDs are embedded far enough into the screen itself that repairing a single LED is a no-go? To be fair, I've looked into it, and I, I think I probably could do it. You need to take the panel off, and then you take the reflective shield behind the panel off as well, and literally these... LEDs just stick in strips and they're about £10 a strip off eBay so you could theoretically peel the strip off and they just plug onto like a main board put a new one on and uh, Bob's your uncle it will work again okay so if these main boards don't work then you could push yourself one step further and start like uh, messing in the actual screen itself I would have nothing to lose at that point because yeah. it's effectively dead so yeah I I'm thinking I might teach myself some home electronics it would give you a certain sense of satisfaction bringing that back to life wouldn't it for, for 10 pounds as well so maybe more than one's gone and but it looks incredibly easy to do it, it really really does of course it is uh, presumably there is some chance that it's just one of the circuit boards has given up and you just replace that and it springs back into life well i've changed the power supply okay and that hasn't done anything uh and i've got a there's what's called TCON board, which is a timing control board, which sends the actual image to the panel. 
I've got one of those. I haven't changed it out yet. I'm waiting for the main logic board to come as well. And I'm going to wait for them both to come, swap them both out, and then that's everything changed. And it's literally just the light back like them. Mm. But these parts, they're, they're readily available. I think I must have spent, in total on these parts, 50 quid. Yeah. So so even if it costs me, what, 10, 20, 30 pounds for some strips of LEDs, you know, I basically got a new television there in, in, in waiting for something else to go. Yeah. No, I was, but... I was mentioning to Richard, my sister's got a TV that uh, has died, and the circuit board for that is about 30 quid. And I've yeah. just got a feeling that if that was to just get changed, it would work. But, of course, you've got to make the investment on eBay, wait for it to turn up, take the TV to pieces, risk electrocuting yourself, plug it all back <laughs> together again, and it may or may not work. It, it's so simple to do. Literally, you take the big back of the television off, the plastic, and there's three tiny boards, and, and those are your main boards. And then if you take the screws off the side of the actual telly underneath then you just pop the panel out and it is and there's your leds underneath a reflective screen so there's two parts you've got your main frame then you've got the back and then you've got the front okay and the uh, i was pricing it with some tv repair shop and i think for one led strip he wants to charge 60 pounds okay just for one strip and bear in mind there's about maybe about six or seven in there is he going to or is are they going to actually take the TV diagnose it and change the right one, or are they relying on you to go in there and saying change the third row down? No, that would be diagnosed and changed. Okay, but he he did say, which again leads me to believe that he would charge sixty pound a strip of LEDs. That if more than one had gone, it would be not cost effective to do it. But I looked on eBay and you can buy a full set for my LG television for sixty five quid. So I'd rather do it myself, to be honest. Yeah. And and you can test each individual LED to see if it lights up as well. So you don't have to go blind because there's little test points next to every LED and you just uh, put your meter okay. on it and it lights them up singly. Oh, uh, that's nice. So, so you, you can narrow it down to how many strips you need. Okay. So what sort of TV are we talking here? Are we talking about a 1990s uh, 100 quid job or are we talking about a 65-inch, uh, uh, you know, top of the range? No, no, it was, I think I bought it 2013. Uh, it was a 42-inch, just a normal bog-standard LG, probably about six, £700 at the time. Okay. So... Are we talking HD ready, as in 720p, or full HD 1080? 1080, 1080. Okay, so, so not too it's part bad. Of me that's, part of me says it, there's a good enough reason now to invest in a 4K television. But then there's that part of me that sort of thinks, actually, you know what? it's probably going to cost less than what it would cost, less than £100 to replace it, and why wouldn't you? Well, 60 quid versus, you know, a couple of hundred, at least a few hundred quid for a 4K TV, so... Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to try that first. There's a new tinkering part of me yeah. that says, let's fix things rather than... Because I installed a, um, a smart thermostat. I'm speaking about it on Whatever Works. Uh, I installed an Apple HomeKit smart thermostat, and I okay. managed to wire that into the electrics of the boiler and so you know i'm feeling pretty confident at the moment that i can tinker okay well we'll have to see if this is overconfidence on the next episode <laughs> but uh it's certainly uh it's good to have a challenge on these things isn't it yeah that's the thing i mean is it the right it, 2013 it wasn't the right time to invest in 4k and i'm saying to myself if i bought a 4k television i mean it's pretty much standard now isn't it 4k 
across the yeah. range of televisions yeah. that you buy. But then I'd have to invest in an Apple TV 4K. So that's an extra couple of hundred quid. I'm looking probably about the best part of a grand, I think, for something semi-decent. It's an expensive swap out. So I went through the 4K revolution earlier this year. Uh, it was probably about February time. Um, so not the greatest uh, time to be uh, buying new TVs because mm. they just re- they release they announce and release the um, new TVs every year at um, Las Vegas CES. Um, so I I actually bought last year's TV. So I bought the last year's model. Right. But I'd got pretty much the perfect HD setup. So I had, you know, Blu-ray, I had a 1080, uh, one of the last plasmas, you know, from Panasonic, which was really nice. Only 42 inch, which is fairly small these days. Uh, And I'll never forgive uh, richer sounds for when I went in there and I said, okay, I want a really big TV. You know, I'm thinking about a 50 inch. This would have been sort of seven years ago. They said, oh, no, 50 inch is too big for you. You know, you'll be the maximum you want (laughs) is a 42 and um well i've got a 55 inch tv now and it's absolutely fine so i would have been fine for the last 7 8 years with a 50 inch tv and i've had to suffer the um torture of uh, a 42 inch tv but uh, i had this 42 inch tv uh plasma you know so nice not very nice picture uh i had the uh 1080p um hdmi amp so that all my sources my Xbox, my Blu-ray player, my HTPC, uh, my media streamer, all of these things all fed into this uh, 1080p Onkyo AV receiver. And then they fed um, buried in the wall, you know, HDMI cable buried in the wall fed to this plasma. And so so it sounds to me like you made the jump to HD really, really, probably quite early 20s. Yes. Yeah. I remember... Uh, for instance, I remember getting um, the satellite cards for the PC, having that in the um, HTPC and picking up the test BBC HD transmissions. Mm. Um, so it was probably a little, a, a little, a few months after Sky HD had launched, maybe a year after Sky HD had launched. But um, it was at the very birth of the free-to-air channels coming online, like um, initially BBC HD and then ITV HD, and then um, all the whole FreeSat service started um, started up, and then you had the HD versions of Freeview. Yeah. Uh, so I did quite a lot of um, investment in this setup, and I did evolve it so that the um, the HTPC, the home theatre personal computer that I had. Uh, uh, connected up did go through a few iterations uh so that it got a little bit more capable over the years um so i was a little bit reluctant to go to ultra hd um and the thing this is a bit silly really but the thing that really pushed me over the edge was uh getting sky q uh and i've got the full sky q package so i knew that there was some content in there in ultra hd that was in my house but I couldn't view and then that kind of just frustrated me and I thought okay really I need to get a 4k tv see what it's all about um and that and it I sort of pondered it for maybe six months and sort of early this year I then just thought no okay right 
I'll make the transition and I'll go into it. And so that meant getting a 4K TV. It meant getting a 4K AV receiver because the Onkyo uh, AV receiver beforehand would only pass through 1080p. It wouldn't pass through UHD and it wouldn't do the HD codecs. So things like Dolby Atmos and all that sort of stuff. So I had to invest in a new amp. I bought a new UHD Blu-ray player. Um, do you, people still use discs for things, do they? Well, <laughs> this is a very good point because I, because I think we're almost at the to... point now. We're almost at you... the point now where I wouldn't bother getting um, the discs. But it is still pretty much, if you want to watch a film in 24 frames a second with HDR and Dolby Atmos in the UK, I think that... Um, uh, uh, a 4K Blu-ray player is about the only option that you've got. So so can't you watch them from iTunes on the Apple TV? You can, but they're not Dolby Atmos. They're, uh, it's converted into PCM um, as it leaves the Apple TV and it goes into the amp. Right. So, so You can get pretty so close. So I've got the Apple 4K uh, streamer as well, and that is a really nice bit of kit, bar the remote control, which is absolutely abominable. But it's a really nice bit of kit, and the quality of the films that you can stream off there is really good. You've got HDR, you've got Dolby Vision, uh, you've got, uh, I think it's 7.1 audio coming out, but it's PCM and not Dolby Atmos. Um, and Dolby Atmos does make a, a difference. I've not I've not heard it. I, I haven't. But So for me, I don't watch a lot of television. <laughs> so this is my dilemma, really. The wife watches a lot of television. Um, to be able to watch Hollyoaks in 4K, I'm not sure whether they do it yet, uh, or Coronation Street or anything like that. But um, I watch a lot of YouTube, and I'm not sure. So you can tell me, the 4K Apple TV, does that stream 4K YouTube or not? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't think it does because um, Google, I believe the story is that Google want to push their uh, VP9 codec for their 4K material. Because you can't watch it in Safari neither, can you? Uh, I don't think it's got Safari on it, or if it has, I have not used Safari on it. No, so, so on, on the Mac, you can't watch 4K YouTube in Safari. If you fire up Chrome, you can watch 4K. Yeah, that's probably the codex as well. So yeah, the, yeah, To be honest, every 4K TV that you buy, you know, generally, is going to have a YouTube client on, it's going to have Amazon on it, and it's going to have Netflix on it, because they're kind of table stakes. Yeah. So you're always going to be able to watch your 4K YouTube through the TV's native uh, platform, would be that WebOS or Android or, or a bespoke one. See, at the moment, we've got Sky HD. We, I use the Apple TV, and then we've got the TV. I used to have a nice surround cell, but the Wi-Fi won't let me have the speakers. This so, is the challenge, yeah. Yeah, so that's that one binned. So for me to go for 4K, it would be a new television, it would be a new Apple TV, and I'd have to go Sky Q as well because what's to justify it otherwise? Mm. If you haven't got the content, then how? I suppose I could swing it now by just saying, "Look, they're all 4K." I probably could do that. Yeah, I think that's to, and to be fair, that's that's truth. You know, if you're if you're getting yeah. a TV that's more than a couple hundred quid, I'm sure that it's going to be, um, you know, 4K. 
it's one of those things that you never want to do, is it? I, I, probably some people do want to do it, but I like phones, I like computers. You just take it for granted that a television is there. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing you're a bit more of an enthusiast by your, yeah. by your setup. Yeah, I would say that I'm a home theatre enthusiast because I just love watching a high-quality, you know... Um, I was going to say, I've got to try and avoid saying American TV series, but they do tend to be American, don't they? You know, a lot of the good ones, but a really well, you know, high production value TV series uh, and films. I just love uh, being taken away into different worlds and, you know, being entertained. And I find that, you know, doing that through watching a film is is my main channel at the moment i used to play a lot of games and i probably mm. play less games these days um i tend to play games you know uh very small games on phones and um 3ds's and things rather than uh the ps4 yeah so yeah so i don't get time to do that <laughs> my xbox one just languishes mm. um have, have you seen the punisher recently on on netflix no it's good, I, it's worth a watch. I used to love the Punisher comic. I used to get yeah. the Punisher comic. Um and I think I think I saw an article about this as well, but these days with gun violence and the you know, the general grimness uh, of the world, watching a live action version of the Punisher sounds a little bit I don't know, sounds a little bit off putting at the moment. But maybe if I watch it I'll be happy with it. <laughs> So it's not so much the violence, yeah. I think it is quite violent for a Netflix, a Marvel miniseries, um, but it is a really, really sort of gripping storyline. It is quite—I've only watched three, but the whole season's out, and um, it does seem to me already it seems to be more of an in-depth. There's more to it, you know. When you think of Punisher, you just think of the violence, but there's actually a underlying theme and story through it. So. Okay, and obviously that's in 4K HDR yeah. because all of Netflix's new stuff basically is. Yeah, I did a. You can watch HDR on the iPhone on the iPhone 10. Yes. See, I don't notice the difference. Do you notice the difference? Well, this, is, this is the key thing. So, <laughs> uh, and this kind of does apply to all 4K versus HD content, as far as I as far as I think I'm concerned. So, I'm sure that if you put me in a room and showed me a really good 1080 version of a film then you put me in another room and showed me uh, a decent or average 4k version of a film that i would really struggle to tell the two apart Mm. and the way i kind of think of it in my head is the difference between like an mp3 and a hd flac file you know you listen to those nine times out of ten you can hardly tell the difference Uh, but sometimes you persuade yourself that you do want the ultimate quality um and you can you know maybe you can slightly hear the difference it's not quite as bad as that with um 4k i would say that on certain scenes you do look at it and you think oh yeah i can really appreciate the high definition there i can really appreciate the um the contrast and you know what the hdr is possibly doing to it um but i do think that the increase over a really good blu-ray or really good 1080 encode is um is probably a little bit more marginal than you'd be comfortable with given the fact that you're gonna have to pay you know best part of a grand to um upgrade every component in the chain yeah i'm currently i think i'm so we've got a nice samsung upstairs but i don't i'm reluctant to bring it downstairs 
Um, so we've just bought the father-in-laws. So I think I'm on a 32-inch at the moment, and it's noticeably poorer to me, mm. to my eyes. So um, I need to make a decision soon, I think. definitely, I definitely do. Um, but it's like, uh, just going back to the HDR, it's like, have you ever done the P3 samples um, online? So if you, t- if you type in P3 um, test um, images... And okay, I think I know what you're at, getting at, yeah. Yeah, so you can look at an image in sort of normal RGB yeah, or sRGB or whatever they call it, and then you hit the P3 button, and, it, and if your display sh- shows the difference, like iPhone 7 and up, then it will show you what that photo looks like with a wide color on it, and I think that's pretty much like HDR. If you see them side by side, then you're going to notice a difference. But yeah. in everyday use, I don't think you will. Yeah, yeah. The one uh, tip that I would give with regards to the Apple TV is yeah. in America, they when they sell a lot of their Blu-rays, it's getting less and less, but it certainly used to be the case, is that they would give away their digital downloads would be iTunes ones quite often. Whereas in the UK, that was a bit of a rarity and most of the time we were stuck with this yeah, ultraviolet weird... system. That's the one. And ultraviolet is a bit rubbish, really, because you haven't got any decent clients on any of the um, uh, things that you want to watch it on, basically. And it doesn't... I don't think I've ever had it so that I've watched ultra uh, ultraviolet with surround sound. Maybe it right. does, maybe it doesn't. Anyway, um, if you've got an American iTunes account, so, you know, I think the prerequisite for that is basically getting a American um, credit card. So you can get one of these prepay Visa credit cards, um, create a uh, American iTunes account, and they do a really good service in the um, US where they can link up all of their digital accounts. So they can link up um, a platform called Movies Anywhere, uh, Ultraviolet, iTunes, Google Play, and Vudu. And that's basically the main players in America in terms of digital video. And you buy a, an asset in one, and it, generally speaking, flows across all the others. Right, okay. And the best presentation, I think, of um, the uh, digital um, downloads or streams is via the Apple TV, especially the Apple TV 4K. Um, so if you actually uh, get a ultraviolet code from uh, a US Blu-ray, uh, you can redeem it and link it through Movies Anywhere to get it appearing on your Apple 4K. Right, so through you, the yeah, American account. Yeah, so you have to muck about a little bit with you know things like TunnelBear and VPNs to get um, all of these accounts set up and everything, but it does work, and it does mean that you can have a... You know the um, auto-rip feature in uh, Amazon where uh, you buy a CD and you automatically get the MP3s? Right, yeah. So that's I use that a lot. And you can sort of get the same effect here. You can buy the 4K Blu-ray from Amazon.com. And then you could, what, no matter what the code is, whether it's an iTunes code or whether it's a ultraviolet code, is you can redeem that and get the uh, Apple TV asset as well. Right. So you've got so the then, convenience yeah. of having it on your Apple devices, plus you've got the out-and-out quality of having it on the 4K Blu-ray. So you've so do you have a UK iTunes account loaded into the iTunes uh, the Apple TV 4K or have you not bothered? Uh, or do you sign in and out as and when? Got, I've got both accounts on there, and you can just oh, right. flip between them. Well, that's okay. So there's not that much mucking about then. It's a little bit of a faff, but <laughs> it's not too bad. Okay. 
Well, it is the tech box after all. So. Exactly, yeah. It's got to be slightly techy. Cool. So we broke a 6S, James. This is uh, very bad news. <laughs> yes, it is. However, it is very good news that um, we got a, um, we're going to get an iPhone 7. As so, in, is that like an insurance claim or something? No, we're just going to get one. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, well, it, the, the wife broke the iPhone 6S. Uh, I think it took a dunk in water. Okay. But what was the, the, screen... what was the scenario? Was it a toilet-related uh, incident or a sink? or? So it was my fault, obviously. Okay. Um, it was perched on the edge of the sink when I was ringing. Ah, okay. And the and ringing it vi- vibrated vibe. it off. Yeah, yeah. So, ah. it, unfortunately... Do I take the blame for that? Is yeah, that my that's fault? definitely your fault. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. So even though I didn't place it there to balance it and to have it for... So it's the, was it the 6 or the success? 6S. So wasn't the 6S the one where they said, whilst it wasn't waterproof, they'd sort of put a few washers and things in there to enable it to survive a little dunk? I think the hairline scratches at the top and the hairline cracks at the top and the bottom of the screen ah, may didn't have. aid it. Oh, okay. So there may yeah. have been some uh, previous holes. damage. Right. Okay. Previous, previous damage and uh, also uh, child-related gunking of buttons. It's time for a new one. To be fair, it's it's had that annoying battery bug. You know that I spoke about that it dies at twenty percent or yeah. whatever it feels like. And I'm, I keep saying, I kept saying, I'll call Apple, I'll yeah, call Apple. But yeah. I'm a very lazy individual. I'm not lazy. I've just been very, very busy. Yeah, and uh, yeah. that call never happens. So Yeah, they definitely I mean? would have um, swapped that straight out, I think. I don't... Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? Because they mention it on... It's one of these big things where they... It's almost like a recall where they mention it on their website and they make a big deal about it. Yeah. And they, I think they extended the warranty or whatever i just think that if you went in there and said it keeps powering off at 20 percent, they would just say there you go there's a new success i well i had it replaced in january for the same thing so my fear was that they'd turn around and say well actually we've already replaced yours for that so yours isn't from the affected batch but it's still definitely doing it well it was still mm, definitely curious doing it. isn't it yeah okay. and would they have done it with a cracked screen at the top of the bottom yeah i'm sure they would have looked past that because it's yeah. it's it's not related. It's not the what they could do is get the new success out of the box and just smash it up a little bit before they give it to you, just to even yes. it out. Well, you know, who'd you know? It's only going to end up that way anyway, yeah. isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's skip out the middleman. Let's just throw it on the floor as soon as we get it. What made you go seven versus eight? So it's it's for my wife and. Quite frankly, so she said to me when I ordered it, she goes, "You haven't got me one of those big ones, have you?" Meaning the plus. Yeah. So, um, quite frankly, that was never going to happen. Um, I think the 8, compared to the 7, f- for her usage, it doesn't warrant the price, to be honest. Like I said, we're, we're a TV down at the moment. Yeah. We're also a tumble dryer down. Yeah. And an MOT fail as oh, well. Dear. Yeah. So, uh, it's all... It is an- <laughs> annoying when these life events interfere with uh, tech purchases, isn't it? And Christmas, yeah. And, yeah. and Christmas. So... 529, which I think is relatively, I think that was the price for a... Okay, that's pretty good. For an iPhone 7, 32 gig, that's more than enough for her. I don't think the headphone jack will bother her. Okay. As long as she's got a pair of headphones that she can plug in. Yeah. If she needs to. Yeah. Which she will have. Um, And quite frankly, for her usage, probably having a metal back on it is probably a bit better than glass back. Yeah. Did you go jet black? So, no, we went uh, rose gold. 
Oh, very nice. Yeah. 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 So this is, she's usually has, so the way it usually works is I will have an iPhone for a year and then she'll get that one. So she was, see, that's the dilemma now. She's due the 10 in September, but she's just had a new seven. So, you know, what what to do, what to do. Um, You just have to keep it for another year. Can't do that. (laughs) Can't do that. So I figured, so this time, because it was new to her, well, it's a new device, uh, I thought, you know, pick a colour, hey? Yeah. And she, and she went with the rose gold. So it'd be nice to see what that looks like, to be fair. Yeah. I, My mum's just got a iPhone SE, um, and she got the, I think it's the rose gold one. I mean, it looks absolutely lovely. I mean, I, I probably haven't got the balls to <laughs> go for you know, rose gold myself, but it, you can't deny that it looks lovely. And also that, um, the bronzy one that they released with the, the iPhone 8, I don't know whether they still call it rose gold. Yeah, I think it, it, it's definitely changed, hasn't it? But I, it, I, that's, like, that's see, nice I like the look well. of it. Yeah. I, I like the look, and I like the white front. I've been using at work a, a white 6S, and uh, obviously I've always had black devices, so I've never really encountered the white front fun but yeah. i actually really quite like it you know yeah um i me. i got a cheap ipad mini 4 and um it was a gold one so i do have one gold apple device in there and i think it's lovely and i've got a um a baby blue smart cover that goes on it so it's baby blue and gold um sort of i think it's kind of pinkish gold and it just looks mm. absolutely lovely with the, you know with the white front and everything it just looks really really nice um if i'm buying something and i've got a choice i tend to be a bit boring go for the black yeah but it's safe resale yeah, value as well yeah yeah exactly but um yeah some of these um goldy uh other colors are, are quite nice they look lovely would you have gone for the 7 though so in in the same scenario um Obviously, as a normal phone user, we're not we're not talking yeah, geeks. Here. I would have perhaps almost be tempted to go 6s, given that they still sell that. Yeah, and and I think to be fair, she would have been quite happy with that. But for me, I I feel if it's going to be a new device, then how else? At is least that? go one notch up. Yeah, because when was the? Success released now. Then it was. It's two years or two, three years. Must be fifteen. Yeah. So it's two years, isn't it? Success. Yeah. So, yeah. So two years phone go potentially taking her into the third year. I, I think for something that you're buying new, and for the price difference. Yeah. I think I think it, it's worth because just you know her having something different. She'll she'll appreciate it. It's got better Slight, battery life. Slightly nicer screens. Yeah, brighter Qu- screen. Quite a lot better camera. Yeah, so there's a few nice tweaks in there. Yeah. Um, I think for me, she'll benefit a lot from the battery. She's always running out of battery. so Is the battery it, noticeably better in the 7? They quote, because uh, I've been looking today, a couple, a couple of extra hours, mm, two extra okay. hours. Be interesting but to for, see whether she sees that. It's sneaky though, right, because I've noticed this. It's while they quote two hours extra on everything, like internet browsing and all that stuff on music playback because it's wireless you're actually getting three hours less ah that's interesting two or three two or three hours because obviously you're they're quoting it based on bluetooth yeah so it's um, got to transmit isn't it yeah but they they went with a better number didn't they for everything else yeah two hours based on everything else okay that's interesting 
Um, but yeah, you're right. The camera is, you know, it's nicer. It's got the stabilization that the 6S didn't. Um, it's got a lower f-stop. I don't know what that means, but it's there. Um, brighter screen. Got the P3 color in the yeah. screen. So, I mean, it's at the time, better, isn't it? yeah. At the time, I remember everyone saying, "Well, there's no point upgrading from a 6S to a 7." But in hindsight, now when you look at the difference yeah. in the spec, the, yeah, it's not night and day, but some nice tweaks there. Yeah, and uh, to be honest, I still don't really see that the eight is a huge upgrade over the seven. I know it's got wireless charging, but and the camera's a little bit better, but and the True Tone. But I don't like the True Tone anyway. No. And what have you gained? The glass back that costs five hundred odd pound. It costs an iPhone seven to replace. But it does look nice. That that glass back does look nice. Yeah, but it's an iPhone seven if you break it. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't sure how that's going to work in practice. But yeah, that's in theory that is the case. Yeah. Yeah, and, and if it can be broken, she will break it. So what, are you going to get Apple Care then? No, no. That I'm sounds like it... it would be a sound investment just for the accidental damage cover. Yeah, I know, I know, but the thing is, I, it's, I don't want it to be a, a fortune of an upgrade. Yeah, if that makes sense, you know, it's an unexpected accident that's happened. We wouldn't have probably done it, so I don't want to make it cost a fortune. If you start yeah. lumping Apple Care in, you've got a couple of extra. It suddenly becomes, you know, near, you know, the cost of. Uh, an eight or something yeah, like that true are you putting it through your house insurance well we've got a good house cover so the house cover has no excess and it covers um it covers everything inside and out for two thousand uh, pounds with no excess um that's accidental damage but two thousand pound a year premium or no two thousand pound max cover so i've got personal okay. personal cover so like wallets and gadgets and things like that so this is independent of the contents okay uh, but it covers two thousand pounds inside the house and two thousand pounds outside the house but for phones it covers six hundred pounds outside and two thousand inside okay. so if you're going to break it you're going to break it inside okay yeah if you're breaking a phone inside make it's a cup make sure it's a couple of uh, iphone x's yeah so so it's it's pretty good and there's no excess on that okay to pay so um i mean i don't want to use it and i don't think i'm going to do i don't Part of me wants to go through and claim on the 6S, but I don't think it's worth my while in the long run. I think she's had a good year and a half, a good couple of years out of it. Let's eat, eat the cost of the new one, but let's not make it a fortune, if that makes sense. Yeah. Let's not start buying Apple Care. Let's not buy buying extra insurance. On I, it. Let's... So I've claimed a couple of... In fact, the only thing that I've ever claimed on my house insurance is two phones. So, uh, did it put it up a lot? Uh, it did put it up a tiny bit, but because I play monthly and it tends to go up quite steadily, and I, unlike my car insurance, which I move every year to the best price, yeah, I, tend I don't to, move, I get lazy. Yeah, I tend to keep my house insurance in the same one, so I can't tell whether it's just the incremental ripping off from uh, the insurance <laughs> company or whether they've actually put it up because of um, those two claims. But it, yeah, it was an S2 and a Z1 Compact. Right. Uh, actually, it might be a Z3 Compact. But yeah, they both um, went walkies on a, uh, a revelous night out or two revelous nights out. Um, 
And I was really surprised how, at least how easily the the insurance companies paid out. They were really good. You know, did, did they replace them or did they just pay, give you the money? They gave me essentially money. They gave me Amazon vouchers uh, on the S2 and on the Z3 Compact. I think they gave me Amazon vouchers again, yeah. So basically have a conversation. Make sure that you've got the uh, a receipt with the IMEI number on, which is a bit of a pain to get. Um, right. And then a crime reference number. And, you know, the Amazon vouchers were in my Amazon account, you know, 24 hours later. Is that if you lose the device, though? Because I've been searching for a receipt. I, I've, I've found the receipt, but this thing's been replaced by Apple in January. So the serial number and the receipt and the IMEI don't match the originals. I think it doesn't match the box. Neither. I think if you wanted to go through with it, you could you could get. Um, Apple to corroborate the um, the IMEIs and the serial numbers and stuff. So it might be a bit of a pain, but you yeah. could probably get there. I think the where okay. it's a, where it's a bit of a question mark. And I don't know how this works. Is if I've bought a secondhand phone and I haven't got the receipt and that gets stolen or I lose that or that gets damaged, um, I don't not sure where I stand then in terms of how easy it's going to be with the insurance companies because I never got to that level of the conversation with them. It was always yeah. right. We want a receipt with the IMEI and we want the crime reference number and I just sort of went away and got it. Did they, did they just want the IMEI in your case though because you didn't have the phone and they wanted to prove its existence? If I had the phone, uh, that would have yeah, the IMEI. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they might, what they might do of, of, as well is if you've just dropped it in the sink, what they might do is they just say, well, we'll send it to this address and then they'll send you back, i.e. either an attempted repair or maybe they'll send you a refer back. I think that's probably what they'll likely do. But if, but you know, let's say that you didn't have the uh, desire to just to go up to the seven, that still wouldn't be bad, was it? Still, be good service. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I might, I might engage them in a conversation about that, and because I, when the t, was it the TV? I think it wasn't the TV, but it was the. No, it was the TV. I, I specul, I sort of, I rang them, but I didn't give them any details because I didn't want them to you know, note it on my account or anything. But I asked the question and and the, the guy was pretty forthcoming and he, he basically said, for a TV, it wouldn't really go up that much. He said it'd probably go up by the cost of the payout. And he says, but it goes up every year anyway. Yeah. So you wouldn't notice it. So he was pretty honest. So yeah. pretty much like you said, to be fair. I'll um I'll report back on what happens. Okay. So uh, we'll, 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 uh, continue this conversation yeah absolutely it's a <laughs> couple of interesting things that we need to follow up on so okay i think that probably um does us for uh episode 11 i would think yep our super long podcast of about yep. 10 hours and i'm guessing we're all going to manage to make it to the next one with a bit of luck yeah i think we'll have a we'll have a special <laughs> reunion podcast <laughs> okay well it's been good speaking with you james yeah and, great uh, speaking with you dave i'll catch you in a week and uh if everyone uh stays tuned and uh, for episode 12 we'll okay. see you there great stuff cheers Dave see you later bye bye bye